Hello and welcome back to the Strong for Long podcast. This episode is all about motivation. Now, I know I'm a bit of a rambler on, so forgive me if this rambles on quite a long time. Uh, but some really good insights into staying motivated, getting motivated, the drivers, um, you know, whether the motivation is internal or external, uh, other ways we can keep in that positioning, kind of organising training around that as well, a little bit to, to maintain that motivation in. So, episode uh, is going to be quite a long one today, uh, but hopefully lots of fun that you can listen to and going back to it and stopping and starting and as always ask me questions i'd love to hear more from you um look at all the social media i have youtube channels and stuff that's out there as well uh, okay uh much love as always thank you for tuning in and i will see you on the other side enjoy so welcome back um and i'm back for the Strong Fit Long podcast. Uh, this podcast is all about uh, being stronger, fitter, or longer. Um, so I'm back. Like I said last time, there's going to be a couple of weeks, and it has been, I think, maybe three since the last episode. So I apologize for the um, a bit more tiredness in that respect. But I did mention it was on, and like I've, uh, well, I've had a few issues, a few things going on. Um, like last week, I was lucky enough to go to watch uh, Kiss play in Amsterdam for their final ever European concerts. Great day out. Me and the wife went uh, day out. We took a, a, a night there uh, because we can. Great to get out and particularly this time uh, or this back end of the pandemic where things still kind of fucked up but it was nice to have a different scenery, um, experience different foods again. Um, it was a really good time to spend, to spend together so very lucky in that respect and I hope you guys uh, and girls and everyone else have been able to do something a kind of change from the norm so saying four walls and everything can be a bit of a pain in the ass uh, this episode is all about motivation so it kind of links in with that uh, a bit but uh, I am as per last episode training now for for comp so doing bench only I am uh, hitting up some um, so some proper bench prep now, I'm about eight weeks out. So Circumax is coming through. Um, and I can go through this stuff with you. In fact, the next episode is going to be about training, uh, more about the conjugate system um, and kind of the, the pros and cons uh, and how you can kind of utilise it into your training. Because ultimately it's about you and making sure that you get the most out of whatever you do. And, and I'll tell you the reason why I do mine um, while I'm a conjugate guy as well uh, do I believe it's the best option I guess it's a different story a different podcast but uh, arguably yes uh, there's many factors around that and I can go through those in the next episode hopefully I get that recorded uh, relatively quickly and get it out for a week or two so this episode as I have already mentioned is all about um, motivation in terms of motivated um that's a question i get asked a lot i'm sure you've been asked a lot if you if you go to the gym you lift weights you go to the, you know go for runs uh, every day whatever it is you got a friend or partner i guess the people are going to ask you kind of how you stay motivated um i really think that 
mean, the question itself, how do you stay motivated? How, why are you so motivated? It, it, not everyone's built the same, right? So in terms of powerlifting, it, it can get fucking boring. Absolutely. Lifting, squatting, bench pressing, deadlifting, it can get fucking boring. But you've got to be a certain type of person to go through that boredom. I actually had something really interesting the other day. Um, it's the rule of three, right? So, I mean, no doubt you're going to have um, training sessions or workouts that fucking sucked. You hate it. Maybe you're, you're trying to jump and, you know, you, your jump is like 20% off what you normally would be able to do. Or your squat's 20% off you would not be able to do. Or maybe you're just fatigued and your, your balance is off. Whatever, you had a shitty day training. Um, that's a crappy day. Right, so I heard this rule of three. It's actually come from um, athlete. I can't remember what her name was uh, about a coach, and I really liked it. It's all of three, all of thirds, shall we say? So all of three, all of thirds. So basically, a third of the time you can have shitty sessions. So maybe that's a time where you kind of recover. Look, look at recovery protocols, making sure you're not training super hard. You know, you have another day where everything's kind of tick the box. Off you go. Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing special. You know, just, just work the work done. Off you go. And you have the days which are fucking amazing. Now, if you're having days, more days that are just fucking brilliant, than, than crappy days or than, alright days, then maybe not training hard. Maybe up your training. Maybe you need to, you know, chuck an extra two and a half pound place on the other side of the squat bar. Whatever it's gonna fucking be. But you know, that's a really interesting fact because, you know, when it comes to motivation. If you, I mean, no doubt you have hit a session, for example, you know, maybe trying to hit a 500 pound squat and, you know, you fucking bomb out, but then you hit 550 for two. That happens sometimes. Um, that's a shitty day. And that day makes you want to quit. You know, fuck, what's going on? But with getting back to it and going to tell us it's just a shit day, get back onto it. You can turn that around, right? Um, analyze it. What's happened? What's gone on? Recover if you need to recover. Maybe you just pussied out. Maybe you just didn't fucking try hard enough, and that that can be a massive factor. And these are things to go through. Well, I'll talk about this later on. I guess uh, with with this subject, there's a lot of crossover of other things, and I'll talk about this now. And in my head, as I talk, I get distracted. Fuck with me a fucking lot. Get distracted in the sense of um, it links to other things. So, for example, like just like I did just then, talk about the squat. Maybe you pussy it out. That's not you're grinding hard enough. Maybe you've been grinding too much. That links into the conjugate. Links into the west side, uh, which is one of my favorite methods to train. I love fucking training that way. I get really strong doing it as well. Um, you know, my bench, particularly my bench and squat, they go up massively. When I'm really peeking around for for West Side and you know I'm back on box squats for this week and did pretty good, but I haven't done it for a few weeks so that's good it could be and I haven't really just trained heavy squats for a while because I'm old. Uh, and if I get fucking beat up. So I mean we've got some notes down here about motivation and things. I mean I guess the first question is you gotta ask yourself about yourself and. It, just the whole topic is what is motivation what and is there inspiration for it that's another part of that 
like if you're inspired, you, you know, one of the most inspiring people to to watch and to see what he's done in his life, everything else. You 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 can look at the Rock, got Dwayne Johnson. How his motivation is driven into where he is now. He's a very very successful fella. Um, you have to understand in that respect, he had a bit of a hand from who his father was at the time. Um, you could talk about kind of get the opportunity, shall we say? But he took it with both fucking hands. Went down every single route he needed to go to to get where he is now. But if we talk about motivation, then ask yourself, what motivates you? Is it a person? Is it a thing? So is it extrinsic or extrinsic? That's a better saying it. No, is it a, a, an outside source that you're trying to please your mum, make someone you're proud? You know, you're trying to have the bragging rights, being in the gym. Or is it more intrinsic, make you feel good, make you feel better about, you know, being four foot fucking three or whatever it's going to be? You know, where those inspirations or motivations coming from in that aspect that's that's the biggest part of it now the biggest part is start that gets you started why did you pick up the dumbbell in the first place why did you go for a run in the first place what is it that made you want to start because starting is the first major part of any strength journey of any fitness journey whatever the fuck you want to say but I I truly believe that the start of something should it be as young i mean i was when i started getting to this stuff i mean i i mean my journey itself was rugby from i got into sport quite late to be fair a little fat kid um i got into late sport when i was kind of 14 13 years old started playing rugby three three years there uh, four years there, I can't remember how long it fucking was anyway. When I was sort of 16, 17, got a bodybuilding. I just could lift, found the weight, basically found the gym. The gym was fucking brilliant. Um, I loved it. Did bodybuilding for a bit. Didn't compete. I was having, never really kind of thing I wanted to do. I mean, for me, bodybuilding is funny because, you know, you, you just, it's all about opinions, right? And it, it, those tick boxes, their opinions, it changes all the time. So, But I have friends who do it and, you know, they both work hard. Um, what motivates them is the competition and the same way it motivates me. In fact, this year, uh, my European meets on the same day. Well, the day before um, one of my friends um, comps on stage at bodybuilding, you know. So we're competing some weekend, different venues and stuff. But I don't know what's relevant, but, you know, the, the gym, I found the gym. That's the important part. I found the gym. Um, then from there, I got strong. I found a fellow called Julian, strong as an ox, drug-free, alcohol-free, um, like a beer, but never drank alcohol, fucking 600-pound rap squat. Brilliant. 600-kilo rap squat, sorry. Pounds, fucking hell. That'd be shit, wouldn't it? And we learnt, I learnt from him. I was, I think I was 17 at the time. Might have been 18, I think I was 17 at the time. And I learned from him, got stronger, strongish. I think I hit a 330-pound bench press roll uh, at the time. Maybe, what, a, a fucking 400-pound squat. Maybe I don't remember what it was at the time. I was all young. Um, and from there, I went into powerlifting. Um, and I found it really fun. I can't remember how I got into that, to be fair. I don't know who inspired... You get all, 
all the magazines and stuff you see out there with powerlifters on there. What's that particular person that inspired me to be a powerlifter? And, you know, just just decided, fuck it, I just compete. Um, and I've, you know, in my federation, I've done quite well. First comp I ever, ever did, I won overall. Uh, so, yeah, it was a fucking good day out. Good good comps and you know now i'm at where i am to the top of the end of the federation you know with with some records and here that and you're in the jump through stuff so very good for me but you know it's always been intrinsically driven for my journey it's always been for me people always say to you kind of oh you're doing so well you do this and you they should carry on should carry on but if you're not fucking feeling it you're not going to do it you're going to try hard um it takes it out of you Powerlifting takes it out of you. They don't get one that says if it can take you right out of you. But the point is, motivation for me was all about how I did. The numbers I wanted to hit, how I wanted to feel. I mean, the first time I benched £400 Raw was in the gym, was pretty fucking awesome. The first time I benched £400 Raw at a competition, that's fucking brilliant. And then the first time I benched, um, well, first time I benched, uh, 600 pounds my shirt was fucking brilliant so I bench more than that less than that whatever you know it's it's how it makes you feel um, that is the more important part for me at least you know if you're trying to please or someone how many kids are out there I mean in the US as uh, a, a huge side of parents getting involved in lots of peewee sports or the youngster kids sports which is fucking brilliant I love sports and that getting people involved in those at a young age but those kids um, we want to make their parents proud. Want the parents to love them, and that for them could be that motivation, like that that external, that extrinsic motivation to to do well and to practice all the time in, and hopefully enjoy it. It can start off with one. It doesn't have to be one only. You can start off with an external, that extrinsic. So trying to please or make your mother proud, and then you know what? Fucking hell, you like the sport. I like playing football. I like playing rugby. I like playing baseball, softball, whatever the fuck it is, and you go, I like this, it's what I want to do, it makes me feel good, I like hitting this bat, I like throwing this ball, I like hitting this dude, I like making this tackle, you know, so it can very shift across quite easily, um, and I think that's, I think that's, a, you know, a great thing to understand, but, but if we go actually into, into non-competitive side of things, so I've always spoke briefly about kind of the goal, having a goal, having this reason you start. The reason you start could be anything, like I said, internal, external, whatever. But one of the few things you got to understand when it comes to motivation, because people will fucking sit around and go, okay, I want to lose weight, or I want to get fucking strong. I want to get, I want to, I want a three hundred pound squat, you know, three plate, three plate squat, three plate bench press, whatever it's going to be, four plate. Uh, whatever it's going to be like the goal which you have you want that and you go okay well I'm not motivated today I'll start tomorrow so when all the talks about the wait until January thing for the fat loss stuff and it's a kind of similar thing sort of putting it off putting it off putting it off you know what you know if, if for me bench press days Tuesdays and Fridays so on Tuesdays and Friday I bench press I don't wait to get motivation to bench press I bench press Um, so I just go and fucking do it so a lot of people think that motivation starts and everything else follows. But in reality, 
the action, you're doing, you, you get off your ass and you're going to do something. You're going to the gym to lift weights, to, to go for that run. The first thing you do, the first thing you get up and you do, you take action. That's actually the first part of it. Of getting the results, the motivation itself. Obviously, you've got an idea what you want to do it for, but the actual next step of that is okay, I want to get fitter, I want to get stronger. So I have to go and do something to get that fine. If you want to get stronger, you've got to lift weights. If you want to get fitter, you've got some cardio stuff, some GPP, whatever it's going to be. If you want to lose fat, don't eat the cake. <laughs> so the action is the important part because the action stops you from, or the action makes you get closer, one step closer to your goal. So if, you're, if your goal is to hit 300 pound bench press, then, and you're running at the minute you hit 135, then the first thing you do, you go in the gym, you hit, you, you pick up the bar and you hit bench press. And the moment you do that, you're one step, and the first fucking repetition you do, you are one step closer to hitting your goal to hitting your, or getting towards that, that goal, right? Um, and I think that's big misconception. Well, I, I think, I fucking know it's a big misconception that motivation, you'll be motivated to go to the gym, motivated to, to lift weights, motivated to do that. You got an idea, you take action, you're one step closer to that because once you take action and you st and you go to the gym four weeks and you go from 135 bench press to 150 bench press which is very possible especially if you're a newbie or new to the gym or new bench pressing very possible to gain that sort of sort of 15 20 pounds in that time you go shit bench press 20 pounds more than i did four weeks ago that's wicked i'm gonna keep going and that there is your motivation you're now motivated to continue doing your training because you can see the results. As you can kind of guess, I guess, I guess, I guess, from what I've said is the first thing is the idea, what you want to achieve, that kind of goal in your head. The second is the action, right? You ain't getting anywhere without an action. The action causes a result and then the result drives the motivation. It's kind of that way. It's a circle. So you go literally, once you get to the to the action, when you do the action, result, motivation, you continue go around that circle and you get where you want to be. Very different to what people think. And the hardest thing, which I'll talk about in a minute, is when that result slows down, because it ultimately will, and what to do when that happens, because it's super important. Um, and that's where, you know, having a coach, um, is really good to help with that. The other thing is, like I said, when the, when your progress stops, you're going to fuck out. Yeah, it's going to be shit. Okay. Um, so it's supposed to, supposed to, you're going to feel crap. And the thing is, you have to understand is you're not going to be motivated to train all the time particularly when things slow down as i've said so you, once you hit your 150 bench press maybe go up to 160 continue doing what you're doing and then be 162 and then after that you start to plateau a little bit which isn't actually what's happening necessarily it's really hard to kind of plateau generally speaking but 
we are looking more case in the generalization of progress slows down. Now, when your progress slows down, that's not necessarily you would say plateauing. It just means okay, your body's used to what you're doing to a degree. Let's change things out. What you're currently doing obviously isn't working anymore. Your body adapts. What's next? So again, having a coach to do those things with, to go through that with you. Maybe you're not recovering enough. Maybe you're not uh, training quite hard enough. Maybe neglecting certain things. In terms of, for example, if you're bench pressing, maybe you're not hitting enough tricep work, upper back work. Maybe techniques off, and that you you need kind of those things to be twisted around and and worked in. But like I said, you're not going to be motivated, and when that slows down, it's going to be super hard to do. Generally, what I say is uh, one of the best things to kind of stay in that mindset, stay in the actions, keep the things rolling, um, which is very easy for me kind of saying this because I'm a creature of habit, but it's to try and have the consistency of when you're going to train. Okay, I've, I have a more freedom than a lot of people do in terms of um, training. I do have to work around my on my in-person clients, my coaching, um, and my and my writing, etc., etc., but that kind of flexes you to a degree. But right now, I always, generally speaking, I always do a max effort work on a Sunday morning, my um, lower body stuff. So I'm squatting, deadlifting, good mornings, whatever, um, on that day. On the Monday following, depending on how I feel on the day, uh, maybe I'm doing some, I say ATP work. I'm going to do some band walks. Maybe I'm going to do some farmer's walk. Nothing too heavy. Maybe a bit of grip work. Whatever it's going to be. Some accessories necessarily. A bit of GPP. Maybe it's uphill walking a treadmill. Maybe dragging a sled around. Um, whatever. That's generally what I'm going to be doing on the Monday. But it depends how I feel. How far I've recovered. What's my sleep like? All those factors. Which I'll get into a bit more uh, under the later date. Another podcast when I talk about training, conjugate, that sort of stuff. Because that's a super important fact to go through. Um, anyway, so yes, so I do that on a Monday. On the Tuesday is my dynamic effort, upper body. So my bench stuff, or my banded work. So speed work, speed work, speed work. Sometimes, normally every fourth week, repetition method. Or a bit of a deload. Uh, I'm doing chaotic work. I'm doing uh, sort of dumbbells, when the racks, whatever's going to be. But the next day, generally I take a day off. But maybe I need to hit some extra rear delt work or whatever it's going to be. But mobilities, recovery protocols, whatever. Um, but typically on Wednesday I'll have off. So I train three days and have Wednesday off. On a Thursday it's my dynamic effort work, my lower body. Again, I'm going to be squatting and pulling weight fast as possible, bands, chains, whatever, just to move the bar fast. This is where I do most of my jumps. Single leg, two legs, whatever. Uh, Friday is when I do my max effort upper. So 72 hours after my dynamic effort upper, I'm training again. Um, max effort, bench work, boarded stuff, depending on where I'm training, if I'm competing. Um, board work, chain work, band work, uh, double, triples, um, close grip, wide grip, uh, Jamie on this day, I'll train a shoulder dominant, so I'll do high incline work. So I'm going to train my shoulders hard because that's a limit to a bench press. For me, it's a weakness I have. Triceps here as well. Lots of work on triceps all the time, upper back, all that sort of stuff. And then on a Saturday, I'll either take off 
or the sparkle fluff. So again here, it could be I'm doing some banded face pulls, rear delt work, this rotator cuff work, but I'm just going to do foam rolling um, and some mobility stuff and that's it fucking done. And sometimes I do biceps on a Saturday because why not? But I don't do any lat work on the Saturday because I need that for my max effort work the next day. If my lats are fucked, max effort fatigued on the Saturday, I ain't going to do anything decent on my pulls on the Sunday. Uh, and even stabilising the bar on my back from heavy squats, it's going to be a bit of a struggle. Now, uh, I'm only doing bench only. This, this is an important thing. This is me getting a bit sidetracked, but I think it's important to note um, when we talk about motivation and things. So I, I'm competing uh, like an eight weeks bench only, um, quit bench only. And what one thing that people forget that fucks up shoulders really fast is squatting. If you do a straight bar squat all the time, you're going to fuck up your, your shoulders quite fast. Particularly if your thumbs around the bar, which is nothing wrong with that, but it requires a lot more internal rotation uh, to do that. And it can expose your shoulder joint, glenohumeral joint, fuck that up. Particularly if you're hitting maxes, uh, if you're max effort work, even heavy triples, that sort of stuff. So I do a lot of my work now with SSB. I'm going to grab me, it depends where you train, of course, SSB, cambered bars, bow bars, all those sort of things, um, belt squat as well, good mornings, one of my max effort work days, things to do, triples, that sort of stuff, so really, really important to understand those, um, so the reason I'm doing that is to protect my shoulders, all my heavy shoulder work on the Friday, two hours later on if I'm trying to get under a straight squat bar and trying to hit, you know, 600 pounds, 700 pounds squat, that sucks, um, on my shoulders so uh, most of the time I'm doing a lot of my my squat work with SSB uh, I will change my grip on that to have a wide grip outside on the camber or I will grab the handles that varies week to week that's another variation I chuck in with my squats but it, it works really well for me so um, the reason that links in is because I'm mo my motivation everything I do really is is bench so I'm motivated to hit this big bench press to dominate, to to go to war, if you will, because my West Side T-shirt, go to war and and beat everyone in the bench press. That's my goal. Um, you know, I want to push a uh, numbers irrelevant, I guess, of six six fifty bench. That'd be nice to get out. Uh, maybe seven, uh, but seven's a bit off, a bit off. Maybe the twelve months for that. But that that's the goal. That's that's the dream to do that. So. My, I know that I will need to be motivated to do that. I need to take that and uh, and apply that into my other training and making sure that my shoulders are recovering enough so that when I go back to hit my upper body, I'm not fucking it up. So sometimes I miss out the Sunday. And I just train the train the Monday. So that means my max effort work is chalked over onto the Monday. So that means I'm motivated so much hit my bench work that I move things around a little bit to make sure that that's my main focus and I think that's an important thing because about rigidity you know being rigid be consistent but understanding that things would have to change things understanding things will need to alter according to your goals um, and making sure you get the most out of things it's very easy to get 
kind of one-tracked um, when we talk about this. The motivation itself. So I keep saying the word motivation. It, if you want something hard enough or more, you, you'll fucking nail it. You'll hit it in. Now, the hardest thing, I guess, is when you work around family life. Because, and this is where training comes to important. And I, I think I need to chunk this in a separate podcast. And maybe even record that later on today. Um, so get the next one out. So back to backs. How about, how about that? It'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? But I think that um, one of the main things for for this stuff when you come to training is is organize your training enough so it's still effective with all the stress you have in your life and that's what keeps you motivated because if you can't if you're not progressing because you've got a family event on a friday you're going out for dinner you're going out you got this a kid's activity playing fucking in december i don't know uh about about that sort of stuff i don't have children but you've got you know maybe the kids are sick maybe the wife's sick maybe you're sick how do you then Go about saying motivated enough to do the all the volume you're supposed to do. And reality is that is you don't you modify. Because then you're going, okay, I don't want to go to the gym, I've got an hour and a half to train, six minutes to train, just gotta hit max effort squat, oh, I've got to do this, that and the other. If you don't, okay, what do we need to do? What's most important that day? Can you spit it over two days? Yes, you fucking can. You can go in and do your main movement. And a second a secondary exercise, for example, if you're squatting, maybe you're gonna do um, your squats, you set max effort set three on a squat, whatever, and then after that you're gonna hit, you know, a good morning or a deadlift, whatever, and then you're gonna go home. The next day you can come back and then do your abs, you do your glutes and that sort of stuff, but for higher rep work. There's there's more than one way of skinning the cat, right? So that's where training principles come in, uh, in the sense of organizing what you're doing and adapting what you're doing to fit your life to stay motivated to do it if i said right every single day you've got to go in and do an hour hour and a half every day you're going to do it especially if i say if you've got 45 minutes i'm oh, going to do 45 minutes okay in 45 minutes you can get this done the next day you do something else the next day you do something else two exercises is more than enough on the first day if your second day is correct and that's what comes from good coaching. And I give a shit what anyone else says. Is I'm going to do everything in one day. You fucking don't. Today I had a client message me. Literally today. Been out drinking the day before. We took his squat out. Going to do single leg stuff. Maybe then sweat the fuck out of stuff. Um, we're doing squat and bench day anyway. I took his squat out. Been do lunges. Walking lunges for reps. Um, hit some heavy bench bit lower volume, not that heavy, making sure he's doing things and that's modifying that accordingly and that's what a coach would do, a good coach should do for you, you should be there, all the things if you need to, now don't be wrong, you shouldn't go on a fucking drinking, but life changes and I'm a realist uh, and, a, and a, I'm a, I guess I'm a realist, a pessimist and an optimist all at once. Um, because, you know, reality is that people live their lives. Not everyone has the same drive and wants to make so badly they go all in. There's some really good conversations actually on Table Talk with Dave Tate. If you go on podcast um, on Spotify and things, you find Dave Tate up there. Uh, I think he's talking to JM Blake I listened to the week on his podcast. I think it was the second time I had JM on. Um, and I talk about all in. 
and like you talk to those guys but all in and that if you ever watch a movie called West Side vs. The World which I think if you're into strength training at all um, and you've never heard of West Side Barbell even if you have West Side, heard of West Side Barbell definitely watch it because it's a really good insight into that and there's some lifters and uh, one of the things I you know take away from that is a fellow called Greg Panora um, all time world record holder powerlifting world record holder um, at the time in the 2000s and he was fucking living in his car just so he could train there. He went all in at Westside. And that's what it means, it's all in. Everything's there. Everything's evolved around that for years and years and years and years and years, you know. I don't consider myself all in because I'm married. I have other things. I have a business to run, a business to grow, multiple businesses to run and grow. So I don't, I'm don't. i not all in. In fact, I'm very much pulling out of one side. And if you listen to the last episode, you can kind of get get the reason why from there but you know that that's that's different mentality right so things get in the way life gets in the way and the optimist in me says we can we can get things done we can modify your training to um get what you need to get out of it to making sure we're not overtraining. the pessimist in me thinks oh you're never going to get anywhere or you're not going to get the results you we want as fast as we want because we're not training, we can't train maximally and optimally at the same time because of your time restraints and other life things. But the realist in me thinks, you know what? We have to do these things because that's reality of living, particularly in this modern day and age. You know, everybody has this, has the ability to train for an hour solid after, you know, 10, 15 minute warm up, whatever can we do, maybe doing winning warm ups, which I'll cover. Um, pros and cons of that. And I know that Matt, my coach Matt will or game some shit, but I'll be honest, you talk about certain things around the winning warm-ups, um, what, it, what the good things are, or the bad things are about it, so that's another topic again, uh, I want you to notice, notice, notice down a second, but you can be all three, in my opinion, realist, optimist, and a pessimist all at once, providing you understand where they all sit, and taking this back into kind of more on top line with the topic we've got going on with the motivation side of things is you got to self-talk if you want something you'll have to work around it okay there's, there's also people I've had say I want to train five days a week I mean, I'm a personal trainer in a gym I train with a lot of general population I don't in person I don't do a lot of people who are powerful there's a couple of people here or there uh, but most of my most of my clients are movement practice getting better getting feeling stronger as a whole so strength learning is not powerlifting necessarily powerlifting is a sport around strength but you know people come in the gym they want to do five days a week they can't even you know can't even put aside fucking half an hour half an hour every other day because the life has led them so what do you do in that half an hour that's that's the real task you know if if you're saying i want to go all in i want to train six times a week fine training doesn't have to be sort of destroying yourself every single session that's not optimal particularly for strength but if you're saying that and that in reality is you can only do two you're setting yourself up a failure already you've got to self-taught you've got to plan things so if you plan your training, what you can do, what you can't do, plan your time, 
have I got to pick up the kids today? Can the wife pick up the kids? What's what's changing? What's not changing? You know, I've got to stay work late at work for this big meeting. I've got to train in the evening today rather than in the morning. Where can I fit in an extra an extra day? Do I have to come back and train twice today? Because sometimes that's an option as well. And you've got to plan that. So stick in your diary at a proper appointment that on a Sunday you're gonna go at eight AM to go bench press or do some squats, whatever's going to be on that day, you can get little notes in your little diary, or whatever, then on a Tuesday, you're going to go again, maybe this day, you got to do some cardio, uh, because you're going to do some conditioning, because you're going to be on a, on a Friday, or Thursday, you're going to be hitting kickboxing, or whatever the fuck it's going to be, if it's not weight training, if you program that in, you're going to hit it, if you write it down there, you're going to hit it, but you have to think ahead, one of the biggest things, is if you don't think ahead, you're going to set yourself up for failure. Motivation has its point. Like I said, that circle of action results motivation. But if you want to take any action, you can't take the action. You're not going to get the motivation. So it has to be input. You've got to think about yourself, where you are in, in reality, what your life brings you, what your life can give you, what can you take from that for yourself in a gym, uh, running outside, Whatever your particular goal is going to be, you have to kind of plan that in to then be able to take the action to do it, right? Uh, that that's the biggest that's the biggest part. It sounds stupid. It sounds silly. There's lots of kind of variation on there as well. But I think if you're finding things overwhelmed, if you're finding training overwhelming because you've got so much work to do or it's going to take so long, break it down. Like I've said two sessions a week, two sessions a day, sorry. Heavy in the morning getting your head for heavy squat for example. Maybe all you're gonna do is do thirty minutes and gonna do three sets of five on the squat and that's it. In the evening you come down, you lunges, you your farmers walk, your conditioning, whatever it's gonna be. So sort of six, seven hours later on. That's how you kinda of, that's the that's the basic of kind of program twice a day sessions. And a lot of, as long as you're not proper fucking yourself up each single time that can be maintained throughout the week. I mean, I train some days I do two sessions a day, depending on how organized my diary is. Uh, maybe I need to train, for example, uh, today it's Sunday today. Today I squatted and and deadlifted heavy, and then after the rest of the day I went back and I and I did my accessories. Um, and tomorrow I probably won't do anything extra because. I've already done them today to ask work on himself some recovery or probably some rolling out and mobility stuff. But is I'm not trying to get too much work. I'm not trying to do too much because I'm not going to recover from it. It's Again, there's a really good thing, um, which is a really good saying, I guess. You, you can train anything you want as hard as you want as long as you can recover from it. In, in, any, in any sport, in any activity, you could destroy yourself on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday and a Thursday and a Friday and a Saturday Sunday if you can recover from it but if you can't which I don't think there's many people who really could do that especially well at least for a long period of time then it becomes a worthless worthless trip so you've got to be able to recover programming is smart can help your motivation can help you keep going Writing things in, keeping track, keeping your goals going, 
And like I said, realistically, the keeping track of um, your progress, having a little diary, is going to be important because if you're, for example, bench press 135 pounds today, so today's so let's say the 22nd of July, um, 24th of July, Sunday 24th of July, maybe bench 135 today. Next week you're going to bench 140. So after that you're going to maybe do 144 extra repetitions. So what's going to be? You keep on a drive, keep on a track, and every time you look back on that, it's going to motivate you. How far you've come. You're going to keep going. Like, yeah. I fucking did this already. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going, and that's how you, that's how you get it going. So that's a big that's a big part of kind of motivation. At the diary now, I think I'm gonna actually leave it there. It's a bit of a, a, a drop start, but I can easily get carried away, which I probably have in this episode to be honest, because a lot there's a lot to kind of break down, a lot of things it's links into, and I will talk about um, training. Um, in principles, uh, the next one, the, the conjugate stuff, that when in warm ups, um, kind of warming up as well, kind of the whole the whole system, how it works out, um, conjugate, what it means, why I do it, and all those things. So, um, in the meantime, if you haven't, go back, listen to, um, or watch, or rather. Westside versus the world, so we'll get insights into that stuff, kind of the all-in aspect, a mentality of of training, kind of what it really means. No matter what you go, I'm all in. Uh, okay, I'm going to half an hour a day because that's that means that's that's that's, that's stupid, right? Plan your workouts, plan your time, set shit aside, and make sure you can actually do them. Really evaluate what you've written in. Can you do the workout you've got? in the time you've got so if you've got six, six exercises to do in 40 minutes it's possible volume will probably be way high rest will be low can you recover from it and will you actually do it and will the loads be heavy enough to to stimulate growth and strength possibly but we don't know because everyone's different and that's the important part but yes yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna leave it there with episode i've, I've rambled on quite a lot as I do for lots of stuff, uh, and I apologise if if you know it's got a bit of shit. But I'm gonna kick this one out there anyway. Uh, give some feedback. I love some feedback. I love you guys to comment and give me some some loving and whatnot. Whatnot. Next episode, as I said, is gonna be um, hopefully out next week. We'll try and get it done this week. I think I should have a, a an hour or two spare. I think Tuesday because I'm not skating this week. My lady instructor is away so i'll have some time spare um but i'm going to make an appearance on the pitch tuesday evening so uh brilliant thanks for listening i hope you've got some um good insights into that about about the things i've gone on about um and it's gonna be a lot of fun so next episode will be out soon hope this is enjoyable for you to listen to um good peace out Thank you for tuning in to the Strong for Long podcast. I do appreciate you sticking around. Uh, longer episode than the last one was, uh, just like 45-ish minutes. So they're all going to kind of be this 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 way. The next episode will be very similar. Um, forgive me for kind of going on a tangent. I've enjoyed talking about this motivation and stuff. Uh, kind of put some ideas out there for you. So thank you for listening. 
the next episode, as I say, we'll be talking about uh, when we want stuff, conjugate method uh, as a base, uh, as principles, how to apply them uh, into a training, and what I like most about it. So it's kind of growing muscle, getting stronger, and those kind of aspects. So thank you for tuning in. Um, if you need to ask me any questions, you can go to the comment section on this or the social channels or RTX Fitness underscore on Instagram and RTX on Twitter. If you want to tweet me out there, as per usual, I think it's going to be in the uh, so much here. So thank you very much for joining in. I do appreciate the love. Uh, take care. Uh,